calling this uh, tonight, it only takes a generation. It only takes a generation. And that is, could go either way. Um, seeing God work in, 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 in remarkable ways to take, you know, situations, maybe family dynamics, uh, just, uh, you know, we, we would look at it and just say, you know, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough scenario right there. Um, and there doesn't seem to be sometimes a lot of light and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of opportunity. But God will work in, in, in some, some special ways and turn, turn a family or individual you know, towards Him. And then you see from that you know, subsequent generations that are impacted tremendously for the Lord. There are a lot of uh, here are preachers you know, that have been you know, what we call, you know, I guess, uh, you know, um, uh, bus kids, uh, you know, just from somebody going into a neighborhood, knocking on doors, or uh, reaching out in some way into a situation that may not have a, hard, a lot of opportunity um, to to recognize and and uh, turn to the Lord, and then how God kind of breaks maybe the momentum of some things that have been been headed, you know, in a, kind of a destructive um, direction for for a long time, and for His glory, you know, sometimes it just takes that one generation to turn things around. Um, you know, maybe through that an individual uh, turns to God and marries a, a godly person and, you know, um, they have children and, and, and then they bring them up for the Lord and they can sustain that into, uh, into the future. But then the other, part, the other uh, side of that is true as well, isn't it? Uh, sometimes you see tragically, uh, you see situations where there was every opportunity, there was every opportunity, you know, for for godliness, for uh, kind of the inside track on, on success and serving the Lord and, and great amounts of light. And, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you see where, well, like the title says, it only takes a generation to just kind of squander that. And then subsequent generations, you know, um, seem to, to, uh, uh, to go even further into that, uh, that direction of ungodliness. And and certainly that's what we see here in the book of Judges, chapter 2. Um, look, at, look at verse 7. It says, And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And so... Point number one, you have here uh, a people who are living in light of God's works. They're living in light of God's works. And we're coming, as, uh, as, as, as Tim said, you know, this is our last service in 2021. 20, uh, and God did some things in your life uh, this year. And it is, it is good practice. It is good practice to dwell, um, you know, on, on, on things that God has done in particular. And you might think, well, I'm, I'm looking back, you know, this year, and I'm you know, racking my brain. I can't think of anything remarkable that happened. But, you know, uh, think about how different your life would be, even in the span of a year, if you didn't have God and God's Word in your life. Think about that individually. Does that resonate with you? I mean, even if you're not thinking of things in particular right now that maybe, you know, maybe you are. 
but uh, of remarkable things that you can think of where God was obviously in that. Um, well, I'm thinking of uh, Silas's uh, uh, birthday yesterday. First, first birthday as a married man. So I guess uh, your year has been a little different, huh, Silas? Yeah, God, uh, God has done some some remarkable things in in in, in your lives here. But even if you're just a think, you know, how, how different would your life be if, if, if God wasn't in your life? How different would, would your family be, maybe? How different would your family be? I think of that often. And, you know, I mean, my family, like all families, we, gotta, we have, our, our, we have our, our struggles and our challenges. But I, I know my family would be, it would be very different if we didn't have the Lord. You know, even in the past year, even in the past year. I mean, even in thinking about, you know, we've had three Christian weddings now. Christian weddings are, <laughs> they're special. You know, there's something to be celebrated greatly. And, um, and then, then to think, you know, uh, how, man, how, how different would, would our life be if we didn't have, you know, church family, um, if we weren't following God's design uh, for those things. And so you have a people here that, they served God, and they were living in light of God's great works. God's, the Lord's works are great. They are great. And we don't always recognize them as, as they happen, but uh, when we stop to consider um, that, he, that he had did for them, that, them there, and, and he's doing for us. And so, um, you know, that they were seeing God's word, his works. They were serving in light of God's works. It says they were serving him there. And, uh, you know, when we're serving the Lord, there's, even if it's, even if you're not on purpose, intentionally perceiving it, there's, there's a level of security there that you don't get otherwise. You know what I'm saying? When, you know when you're, when, you're, when you're walking with the Lord and, and, and you're in that spot, I guess I call it, the, you know, that sweet spot of good, of good fellowship with the Lord. You know you're serving Him. You're thinking about his works. You're appreciating him. Isn't there a security there that, that you don't get otherwise? You know, it's like, it's just that the reality of that, if, if God be for us, you know, who can, who can be against us, right? Um, and, uh, and I think that's what we see, you know, with, with Joshua and, and, and things that we studied throughout the book of Joshua, the victories that they had. There was a great security when they were obeying God and advancing according to truth. So that's living in, in, in light of, uh, of God's works. Um, Lord, help us uh, now in the second point. Uh, Lord, just uh, challenge us and, um, and help us to, to be uh, sober and vigilant because we do have an adversary seeking whom you may devour. Lord, you're good and you uh, protect us and you provide for us, Lord. And, but it only takes a generation, we know. And help us now as we look further into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's uh, follow, though. Let's go down to verse 10. It says, And also um, all that generation were gathered unto their father, and there arose another generation. So the generation that, it's, that, that, that saw God's works and served in, in light of God's works and had that security in that place, they were gathered unto their fathers, it says there. And so they, that generation passed away. And there arose another generation after them, look at this, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which they had done for Israel. So you had one generation that was living in light of God's works, and you had an, the, an, the next generation that was living at a loss 
for God's works. In verse 11, it says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. What, what, a, what a tragic situation. It wasn't for lack of opportunity. They had the, the heritage there. They had the foundation. They had everything that would have been needed uh, to, to be prosperous uh, for the Lord and to live in light of His works. But yet, there didn't seem to be an appreciation for that. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to what we're valuing. I mean, we're going we're gonna to look at something as being impressive works. You know, something that we look at is, and, and find, uh, you know, value in and, and find admiration for and saying, you know, I'm kind of pitching my tent towards that right there, right? I mean, Lot, evidently, he saw some things that he thought were pretty interesting and of some value to his family when he pitched his tent <laughs> towards Sodom, right? See, that, that's what that means to me there. I mean, and, and, uh, and we see the tragic, full-fledged manifestations of that there. Um, the other day, we were at a, a, we were at a basketball game and uh, saw one of, one, of, one of the boys that uh, hadn't been at youth group for a while at the basketball game. And the boy said, hey, you know, we haven't seen you at, bas- at, at youth group lately. Where, where you been? And he said, well... My parents won't let me, uh, you know, go to youth group because of, because of COVID. Well, okay, you know. But <laughs> it, it is kind of interesting, the lack of consistency with that sort of thing. Because here, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying there was anything wrong with him being there and playing. But he, here, you know, this young man was allowed by his parents to go and be you know, boxing guys out and blocking shots and running all over this court, exchanging sweat and probably every, you know, all kinds of other. And, but it was no, it was no big deal because, you know, I guess sports are that important, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I guess the, the virus wasn't on the, the you know, that, that rectangle uh, area there. But yet, um, so what kind of a message is that giving there? Well, the message that it's giving is, you know, yes, we value more this more than, um, and these are presumably, you know, uh, uh, Christian parents. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't know all the dynamics. I'm just going very superficial about what, what the young man said, uh, you know, from what. And so, I mean, what we truly value does come out after a while. And it does tremendously affect those that, that we have jurisdiction over. You know, the, the, the kid's not going to, if that's true and how that played out there, he's not going to miss what was valued there, right? And, uh, and so I've seen so many things in, in, our, in our culture which people turn to and value, you know, above emphasizing that we, you can't find anything more wondrous then the Lord, His plan for us, the things that He can do for us, the things that He has done for us, there's nothing that should allure us or captivate us any more than the wonder of God's works and His workings and us being able to be a part of it in the one light that we get. But it is interesting, and I would say downright strange, really, when you think of it, how many things... 
you know, Christian people look to that captivate them that are so puny compared to, to, to God's works. And then having this sort of dichotomy in their life where they fail to transfer what God is doing in their lives and how it applies to every setting in which they're in. You know, and, and, and now, what is God doing here? Why does God have me here? What, what, what does he want to do in my surroundings right now? How can I live for him where I am right now? Instead of, uh, I've got this going on, I've got this going on, I'll get this, get this going on. And if it's convenient, I kind of check into the things of God, right? And look, you know, I mean, if that's the way people want to go, that's their decision. God gives free will in those things. He doesn't seem to badger people a lot about it. But what you've got to do is you've got to look at these warnings and say, look, it only takes a generation to lose the wonder and the, the treasure that we have. I mean, sometimes I think, you know, it's borderline guilt on my part to think, why did God allow for me to be born into the situation that I was? You know, the billions of people in the world, I mean, look at the opportunity that he gave me. It's, it's amazing. I mean, what a gift. Unto whom much is given, much is required, the Bible says, right? Never want to take that for granted. And I'm not saying that we should be guilt-driven and, and, you know, a lot, those, that sort of thing, but just appreciation, never forgetting the wonder of what God has given and entrusted to us. And that is a work of God. <laughs> That's a work of God. You know, I, I want my sons and everybody that I would have any sort of influence over to, to see in me an appreciation for the works that God has done in my life. And that's why we, we, we see those and we serve him and there's security in, 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 uh, in that realm. But here you had those that, that, uh, that had lost that. And, and so they were, there was an ignorance now of God and the wonder of God. And that led to, it says there, it says, um, and the children, in verse 11, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So there was an ignorance of God, and there was iniquity towards God because of it. And, you know, when, when so many times you see when, when young people lose the wonder of what they have in God, they can get into, you know, the same sort of self-destructive lifestyles that the world does. And what a tragic thing. And I'm not saying, you know, that, I mean, uh, and you hear this a lot, I don't want to be cliche, but, you know, but for the grace of God, I mean, you know, that I could have gone down that same road. And, and, and uh, you know, it's all God, to glory goes to God, anything that's happened in our lives and, and even the ability to respond properly. But it is a sad thing, you know, to hear to see that there's a generation that became ignorant in their, at least in their, 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 uh, their attention towards the Lord, and they just started doing evil in his sight. And God saw. It was in the sight of God. <laughs> God was still paying attention. I mean, he wasn't stopping them, but he was still paying attention. And in the book of Judges, it's really about God still pursuing as well, right? Um, it, it's, about, it's about God still seeing his, his, his people and wanting to, you know, to bring them back to him and work in, in, that, in that situation. But 
Not only did they do evil in the sight of God, but look what it says, and served and served a, a Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, that, that, that God that's alive, that's personal, that's powerful, that's working, that's vibrant, life-giving. They forsook that God, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed, what does it say? Other gods. How pitiful is that? I mean, have you ever looked closely at the substitute gods? <laughs> They're so pitiful. They're so anemic. They're worthless of their own right, let alone compared to the great God, the living God, the one true God. But yet it says they forsook that God which had worked on their behalf and had given them wonderful things and all the reasons to stick with him. It says, and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were round about them. <laughs> the gods of the people round about them. Look, the people round about us, maybe they haven't seen God and that's why they're into those gods, Right? But do you want to turn from, to, from the God that you've seen work to the God of the people that have never seen your God work? And maybe that's why they're investing in all those little gods because they just haven't had a chance to see the wonder of, of the God that we know yet? And there's so many, so many things that the devil tries to offer us, you know, to substitute gods. They followed other gods, to the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord um, uh, to anger. And uh, and so there was there was ignorance of God, there was iniquity towards God, there was um, there was uh, idolatrous gods, and ultimately uh, it got to the point where 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 the Lord, you know. It almost is like a picture of, and I know God doesn't need anything, and, and I don't want to speak in too much in human terms, but it's like, you know, just, just frustrated, frustrated with them. And they forsook the Lord and served uh, Baal um, in Ashtaroth. It is interesting that not only did they not know God's works, but it also says that they did not know uh, Him personally. Right? It says in verse 10 again, And also the generation was gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And so maybe, the, maybe that was the problem. Maybe, maybe the problem was really that, that there was a generation that had grown up around the things of God, but they didn't know God personally. That's a big danger. That's, a, that's why we need to pray for, for young people that, you know, it was, uh, we, get, we get the feeling sometimes, well, as long as, you know, they're kind of, uh, they're in the corral here, everything's going to go great. <laughs> Look, a personal relationship doesn't transfer to somebody else by osmosis. It's something from the heart that, they, that, that, that everybody has to come to themselves. You see? And just because somebody knows about God from having you know, been around God's word and been around uh, uh, you know, church setting and so on, 
even in a Christian family, doesn't mean they know God themselves. The biggest burden I always had and still continue to have, you know, for, for, for my sons is not just they, that they know a lot about God, but for me to be able to perceive, you know, in, in some ways that they, that they know God personally, that they have a personal relationship with the Lord. They have a personal relationship with the Lord. And, uh, and so what a tragic uh, scenario uh, that, we, that we have here. It says in verse 14, it says, And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of the spoilers that spoiled them, and he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about them, so that they could no, not any longer stand before their enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, uh, they were greatly distressed. Remember, I was talking about that place of security, you know, in the Lord, when you know you're, 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 you're walking in the right relationship with Him. Um, here the opposite is true. Here there's, there's insecurity. There's no longer that, that, as it were, that protection uh, that we have when, when, we're, when we're close to the Lord. In fact, it's almost like the Lord kind of withdraws His hand of protection so that some of those elements outside of that are forces that kind of work and swirl and, work and, and, and come over that in, and into the life of that individual to, to, to move them back to God. You know, it's almost like unless we, unless we understand at that point some of the, um, the problems of the alternatives, we're not going to really have to come back in appreciation to God. And, uh, and so, you know, maybe, maybe we've, never, we've never experienced a full-fledged manifestation of that, but have you ever been at that point where you know you're not, you're not in close relationship with, with the Lord and you have uh, those times where there's just, there isn't the same level of security and peace in your life and you get into, the, the, into that realm and you think, man, I liked it a lot better when I was walking properly with the Lord. <laughs> I want to get back to that. I want to get back there. And, uh, and so I think that's, that's part of what, he, what, it, what he's doing here um, in these people's lives. Let's just go to, uh, I want to contrast this as we're talking about it. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28, I'll end here. I thought that was a good chapter in, uh, in, in Judges, just to kind of, you know, for, for the last service of this year, kind of encourage us in, in what our values are and what our commitments are. And uh, But look at the contrast here from this insecure generation to Deuteronomy 28 and what is offered here. Something very different is, is offered by, by the Lord. Um, pick it up in verse 6. It says, Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee uh, seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand um, unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord hath given thee. So you can see the works of God here. It can be appreciated. 
The Lord shall establish thee in holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the, the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. And all uh, people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, and the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy, uh, thy cattle, and the fruit of thy ground, and the, and the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto you thee his good treasure, the heaven to give uh, the rain unto thy land in its season, to bless all the world. You just know you're in the place of God's blessing. Verse 13, the Lord shall make thee uh, um, the head and not the, the tail. Thou shalt be above uh, only, and then thou shalt not be beneath. That thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But if it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And then it goes on from there. And so you see, you see the contrast. Now, one way of looking at it is, you know, kind of like the idea that oh, I'm not doing what God wants, so he's mad at me and he, you know, and bad things happen. But I, I, th I think the better way to look at it is just, just the way inherently, if you're close to God and you're in his will, that is the place, that's the realm of blessing and protection by him, Right? So you're either in that or you're not, you see. God is consistent. He's, he's, he's the same. That, that, that place is offered to us. But then we make choices to step out of that, you see. Because we like to kind of turn around, well, you know, why does God do that? Why, why did this happen to me? Why did God allow that? Why did God, you know... But there's tremendous security knowing that we're in, we're in that place of blessing. We're in, in the center of God's will. Then anything that happens, we know he's, he's got it. He's going to take care. He's going to turn for good. He's going he's gonna, to, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in right relationship with him. And, uh, and so um, I hope that was helpful. And I thought it was, I thought it was a good, some good thoughts there from Judges chapter 2 that would help us go into, in, into this, uh, this new year. Just a purpose. You know, let, let's live in, 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 in the light of God's works. Let's see His works. Let's serve Him. And uh, let's, let's continue in that place of security uh, for, for His glory. And uh, so let's pray. Lord, I thank You for, uh, for Your Word. 